Hello everyone, I am GM Rex, and oh my goodness, we are at episode 10 of GM Rex's World Podcast. And I think, before I hit the magic button, if you don't know what button I'm going to push, then have you apparently haven't been listening the last two weeks, but then again, not a lot of people listen to this, um, <laughs> sadly, but that's okay. In time, it'll get better. Um, but I also want to go on record and announce that this is the season finale of GM Rex's World. Season 2 starts next week. Um, I figured each season is going to be 10 episodes. So, on that note, My nephew Austin just bombed my podcast. You little bugger. <laughs> what are you doing down here? Oh, I got bored. Oh, well, I'm recording a podcast right now. Oh, nice. Yep. And, um, this is very awkward. <laughs> but glad you're here. So, if I join in? Yeah, have a seat. Look at this. We got a surprise guest. I didn't even plan this. Yeah, you can take that bag, pass it over here, actually, as a matter of fact. Because um, that's going to be a topic we're going to talk about. Nice. Uh, so, I guess I'll just start off with uh, new figures I got last week. Um, I got the uh, Big Bad Toy Store exclusive Sector from Mortal Kombat, which came with the uh, additional flamethrower accessory. Uh, I ordered that. Two weeks ago, it came much earlier than I anticipated. Um, and, you know, it was. I have all the Cyber Ninjas now, as well as all the regular ninjas from Mortal Kombat 2. Um, they're still doing the Mortal Kombat 3 ones, but right now, only Scorpion is out, so I already have him. Sub-Zero comes out in March, so I'm going to try to pre-order him next month. But I wanted, like I said, I wanted to see if big bad toy store would have an exclusive and if it's worth getting that one over the standard one um but yeah i'm gonna definitely do some photography stuff with that um austin doesn't know much about mortal kombat at the moment the only figures i do know are sub-zero and scorpion sorry <laughs> that's okay um and then i also ordered off amazon a couple weeks ago the Fans, WWE Fan Central, Mojo Raleigh, and Akira Tozawa. Those came in last week. Um, it was cool. Mojo Raleigh comes with a shirt that says Stay Hyped, and he comes with the Andre the Giant Battle, the Battle Royal Memorial Trophy. And um, so I have an extra Andre the Giant trophy now because um, I got one when I got cesaro from like elite 31 or 32 maybe even 33 
for the longest time, the Lunenburg Walmart, that's all they had for elites. There was like 10 of that Cesaro. And so, and it was around that time of the Cesaro section signs. So I'm like, my Walmart is literally the Cesaro section. Um, and then Akira Tozawa just came with a purple Titus Worldwide t-shirt. And the irony in that is Titus O'Neil, who was representing Akira Tozawa at the time, has never had an elite figure. So Akira Tozawa doesn't even, he's not even with Titus O'Neil anymore. Um, so, but he's on Raw and it's an accurate, up-to-date figure of him. But I think because he's on Raw now, we might see a new figure of him down the line. Because um, he's been putting on good matches. And, um, the final Christmas present came in the mail uh, last week. And I was very stoked to get it. It was the uh, Ringside Collectibles exclusive Hardy Boys. Which I was... Um, I was almost like worried that I wouldn't be able to get my hands on them, but Santa uh, didn't made sure I got them. So they were late, but it was cool to get them when I did. And uh, I think I'm going to put them on display next month on my ring setup because I change it every month. You knew about that, right, Austin? You notice how it's different wrestlers every month? Yeah, yeah I change it every month on that ring. Nice. Yeah. You were messing around with them one time. You were making the two guys sitting at the table interact differently. <laughs> I'm just glad you didn't have them do anything weird. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I ain't going to do something stupid. I'm just doing a little surprise. That's all. They are funny, but I'll, I'll give you stuff to play around with at some point that I don't care. And I, I'd i love to see what you do. And I'll put them on Instagram. Oh, no. And I'll just say, oh, Austin strikes again. <laughs> And you can clearly see that he has a good sense of humor. Um, and the uh, last two things, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna skip that note for now, but I'm going to come back to it after these two. So I also got the Survivor Series Shinsuke Nakamura Elite. Um, I think that's, aside from the Elite 63 Shinsuke, that's got to be my favorite favorite one in the elite line of shinsuke nakamura i'd say his best figure right now is the ultimate edition um which you know has the changeable arms and all the different hands and heads and facial expressions on the different heads so that i think that's my favorite one right now even though the gear is kind of plain but it was from his wrestlemania match with aj styles so um, and now I have the AJ Styles and the Shinsuke because AJ has an elite in his WrestleMania gear from that match. Um, but I really do like the Survivor Series one because of the shirt. Um, because he started wearing shirts not too long ago instead of just wrestling shirtless, and he kind of wears a jumpsuit now. So I'm waiting for that elite. Um, but yeah, that that one came out, and I got it. It was damaged packaging, but, you know, I open them, so. Um, and then yesterday, there was a wrestling Christmas party I attended. Um, we went to TGI Fridays, and I got... Um, I, I, I drew lucky number one in the Yankee Swap. And um, so, 
that means I got to pick the first gift. And then afterwards, I can trade with anyone I wanted. I can swap with anyone else I wanted. So what I got, and initially they tried one of the guys who drew number five, because there were only five of us. He originally got what I first picked, but since I was able to choose afterwards, I got back what I originally picked. Because it was definitely my favorite thing, which is, um, I call it the Iron Sheik Collection. Um, it's got the retro Iron Sheik figure. Um, you know, apparently those are still on hiatus, according to Mattel, which is kind of a bummer. Because those are really fun figures. Um, but yeah, they had distribution problems when they were, um, initially releasing those. But I'm going to try to get back a few. I, I know a few good places where they still sell them. And, um, I got an Iron Sheik Funko Pop. Not bad. And um, I got the... Uh, they're called Millions of Unusual Small Creatures Lurking Everywhere, a.k.a. Muscle. muscle. Um, it's a three-pack of Mean Gene Okerlund, Rowdy Roddy Piper, and... If you guessed the Iron Sheik, you were correct. So I think the first things I opened were the Iron Sheik uh, retro figure and the Funko Pop. And I was like, I have a feeling there's going to be a theme here. And I was 100% right on the money. I also got an autographed trading card of the Iron Sheik. Wow. I know, that's really cool. Um, Could be worth lots of money. Never get rid of it, though. Um, and then last, but definitely not least in this thing, and I didn't even know this existed, um, which is always the coolest thing about a Christmas present, is if you don't know it exists and you get it, it's, it's a great feeling, is a gingerbread man Christmas ornament of... Shiki Baby! You Hulk Hogan, you jabroni! Ho, ho, ho! You know it! Um, that's a very... I am going to try to work on my Iron Sheik impression going forward. Um, so, yeah, that, that'll, you know, so I made sure I got that back. Um, I forget what I, what I would have ended up with. Um, oh, it was either that, it was either this stuff, or I would have ended up with a uh, $50 Spotify card. But um, I don't use Spotify. It, it's very confusing to me, so... I don't really, I just use YouTube for my music or my iPod. Um, and then, all right. So the note I was originally, now I'm coming back to something because it came much earlier than anticipated. Um, I don't know if some of you know that I got this, but, um, I had pre-ordered back in December the major wrestling figure podcast ringside exclusive two-pack of Matt Cardona, a.k.a. Zack Ryder, and Brian Myers, a.k.a. Kurt Hawkins. Um, and they're a limited edition of, fi limited edition of 500. And um, they're individually numbered, which I didn't know when I pre-ordered them. And I figured, all right, I pre-ordered at like 12.05, there's no way I'm going to like, and then I heard they're individually numbered. So I was like, all right, well, when I ordered at the time I did, I bet you they send it by who placed what order first. Well, 
that's not the case. They just randomly send you one. You can't, you know, you don't get to choose what number you want, which is fine. But I ended up getting number five out of 500. And I wanted to open this. But because the number is five, and that's a really low number, um, I almost want to just keep it in the package, in the box, because, um, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know yet, though. I might, um, but I shared it on Instagram that I got it, and I didn't even know I was supposed to get it this uh, last week. I got it, what was it, Thursday. And, um, so, but I kept getting these texts from FedEx and I'm like, what the hell are they sending me? I didn't order anything. At least, you know, cause usually when ringside ships something, I usually get an email on my email address and, um, I didn't get one. So I figured, but see that happened when I pre-ordered, uh, the announce table. And um, they also announced that they're going to be releasing two more box sets of um, Kurt and Zach. There's going to be one that's, it says Major on it. And they're kind of got the Mets colors for the New York Mets. And then um, the next one coming out, though, and I definitely am going to get my hands on it, is Stompin' Paradise edition. So um, hopefully I get higher numbers so I can open those ones. Um, although I think I might just open this one anyways because I know Hawkins and Ryder would get a kick out of it. Like, they actually liked my post when I shared it. So that was pretty cool to get, you know, that recognition from those guys. And, um, yeah, so I, I was very pleasantly surprised with this coming early and the number but you know what the box is still there and all i gotta do is just take the tape off i can take them out and um yeah because i might try to get it signed because um they're gonna be in boston at some point soon um uh, i don't know how soon and i'm sure there'll be a signing somewhere this and that so i'd like to get either this signed by them or something else I have an Elite 63 regular Kurt Hawkins in the blue, and then I have the retro Zack Ryder. Um, I have both of those carded, but I got to look at the Zack Ryder and see if... Because if the carding is already banged up a little bit, I don't want to get it signed. I might just open it. and Because, um, yeah, I don't know. Initially, I wanted to get rid of the retros, and I, I had a decent lot. I think I had like 22 of them. And I sold them over the summer. And then I found out I didn't have to. Uh, <laughs> it's funny how life works out like that. Um, hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, I got so many other notes I can talk about. But I want to have Austin interact here more. So I got to think about something we can talk about. Hmm. What's new with you, Austin? Um. I actually do have one information I got, actually, it's actually interesting, y'all are actually good fans of Hasbro, actually. Oh, Hasbro? I talk about Hasbro. As a matter of fact, you know the, have you seen the Power Ranger collection in my room? Um, yeah, a few times. Too. So those are actually made by Hasbro. Nice. nice. And uh, Hasbro is actually a New England-based toy company. It's in Rhode Island, hmm. which is uh, about one state over from here. 
their uh, headquarters is in, I think, Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Um, but yeah. All right, so what's new with the Hasbro on your your end? So as you all know, um, Amazon is actually start selling the new Transformers Earth Rising Wars of Cybertron figures. And I'll be getting one hands on on one of them earlier, but I'm trying to probably pre-order it. I'll probably get a cliff jumper or a hoist or a grapple. So if you guys want a chance to get one, all you gotta do is go on Amazon.com and pre-order it, and then you got yourself a lucky get winner. Well, you got nice guy Austin over here, because if I know something on is on Amazon, I don't tell anybody it's on there. Because unless I already got mine and then I tell them, okay, go, um, because there's a chance that my order could get canceled because everybody goes and orders. Um, I see it on Instagram all the time. Um, you know, like if I'm looking for certain figures that are hard to come by in retail, like at Target or Walmart and if, or Kmart, if there's still some of those still laying around and, um, they're slowly dying, unfortunately, but. Their prices were a little kind of crazy to begin with. You never really saved if you were looking for toys at Kmart. They they were a couple bucks more. And um, they were always so behind on everything on uh, at every store I've been to. I mean, maybe Christmas you had good luck but around the holiday season, but uh, you had to get there at the right times. And I never had luck at Kmart, really. Um the best thing I ever got from there was the Nation of Domination 2-pack of Farouk and The Rock. Oddly enough, I got it at a Kmart in New York. So, I'm not getting rid of those ones because that was a very special vacation for me. Um, and anything I got from there that I still have, which I have everything from that trip, um, wrestling figure-wise, and I can't bring it in me. I, I don't have it in me to get rid of them because that trip was so much fun. Um, now are you still getting those dollar comics over at That's Entertainment still? Nah. No? Alright. Really yeah, I, I saw a few things and I, I almost grabbed one and, uh, I was gonna let you know about it. It's a Birds of Prey one, uh, which is like Black Canary and stuff. I'll be looking that up now. Um, and it's issue one. So yeah, even though it's only a dollar right now, it could go up in value in the future. I don't know yet. Um... Oh, and I added a new movie to my uh, collection last week. Uh, two, actually. Nice. Joker, obviously. Um, and congratulations to Joaquin Phoenix on getting a Golden Globe for Best Actor for that movie. He has 11 Academy Award nominations for that movie, which means there's a chance he could win an Oscar for Best Actor. Welcome to the chaotic Joker. Well, no, we no. It was called the chaotic joke, and uh, yeah, that got canceled for now. Um, I might try to make it a comic, like I said, but like a stick figure comic, um, just because it's going to be quote unquote drawn by him, and it's his perspective, which might be a little fun. But we might do some video. I'll try to film some video of me as the Joker and what some of the things I would have done, um, but just by myself because it's very hard to assemble a crew um and like i said I, I got a lot of things going on in my life right now that i don't have the time to really fully make a fan film um but down the road i would love to reattempt it um 
and you know maybe do a, a casting call this and that um can't really pay anybody unfortunately um because it is a fan film and um but it would give it it would give people recognition this and that i would try to pay whoever i can like for the technical stuff like camera work or whatever um but mostly if you're going to be like if you're going to be an extra like a joker goon or whatever uh you know you you go to the um the after party you know um which speaking of after party um I went down to the British American Club Saturday night with my brother Keith, his friend Liam. There was a concert there. A um, couple rock, couple rock bands were there. Uh, let's see, there was Opium Droid, Safe Hill, um, Indigo North, Silk Nine, and this was headlined. And the show was put together by the band called Young Other, and Keith's friend Liam was actually friends with the lead singer. I think his name is Dale. And um, so we met up with Dale before the show started, talked to him, and um, he invited us to the after party after the concert over at Buffalo Wild Wings. So, yeah, we got to chill at Buffalo Wild Wings with a couple rock bands after the show. That was pretty fun, and I didn't see my night going that way, but it was a good, it was a fun experience. And, um I think me and Keith were very quiet there because we didn't really know anybody. So, but we joked around with Liam and all that, and um, we all split something, and uh, it was fun. Um, although somebody, not a part of our after part, a part of their after party, decided to park on the. They hit a curb over by Buffalo Wild Wings, and. A police officer came in and was trying to figure out who did it. And they thought it was somebody that was with us. So she comes out, she goes out there and she's like, that's not my car. Uh, but I guess she had, cause they were looking for somebody with the, I forget the name, but his last name, cause they later found the guy, his last name was the same as her first name. So they're like, okay, we have the wrong person. So a couple of the people are looking out the window, and um, I notice when we're leaving there that there were four cop cars there, and they found the guy, and they were giving him the uh, sobriety test, and it didn't look like he was going to pass. I mean, he was already parked on the curb, um, and the curb over at that shopping plaza, oddly enough, there used to be a Kmart there, but now it's an empty space. Um, I don't know what they're doing with it. It's been like that for, I don't know, three years now, something like that. Um, maybe even yeah, more. Three, three. Yeah. So it's a good thing I got Austin here to help me fact check. <laughs> so, um, but on their curbs, they have a bunch of rocks on the inside of them. Like the curb is the outside and it circles the area. And then inside they have a bunch of gravel and like sharp rocks. So he's had to have lost at least his two front tires. Those had to have popped because of the jagged uh, rocks on that curb. And, um, yeah, that was kind of crazy to see. Um, hmm. Let's see. All right. 
All right, I'm going to skip that one for now, that note. I'm going to come back to it. Um, now I'm going to skip that one and that one, but I'm going to come back to all of them. Um, this week on Mortal Kombat Mobile, or I should say last week as of Thursday, uh, the special character you could get for the week was Thunder God Raiden if you completed the five towers. So I finished that today earlier and... I didn't have to skip any single fight. Usually I skip the final fight because their health is so high, but one of my strongest characters was able to beat him and I didn't have to tag out with the other two. So that'll save me soul fragments. Or they're just called souls in Mortal Kombat Mobile. And uh, speaking of Mortal Kombat, um, the Joker is coming out this month in Mortal Kombat 11. Um... I forget what week they said. I think it's like the last week of January. So I got a few weeks before he comes out. It's just kind of, I'm kind of bumming because I was hoping it was earlier so I could play as him already, but nope, nope, you're right. I'm so bummed. And, uh, but I did unlock Thunder God Raiden and, um, I already had him. So I think I already had him at. He had, I'd fused him once, so I was able to fuse him a second time, so now he's stronger. So I'm going to work on leveling him up. I'm going over the regular towers, and I'm going to level him up. Because I got some extras, too. I bought a couple packs of the Special Ops pack. I'm still trying to get Punk Cassie Cage, but I just don't have good luck when it comes to trying to get her. And um, I ended up with another Combat Cup Johnny Cage and uh, Tactical Sonya Blade, I think it was. So I'm going to level those three up together uh, and then do the... Um... And, you know, those will be good to have for the towers, for the weekly towers, too. And I still have my cla uh, fight with Classic Reptile, which I haven't done yet. But I will be attempting it soon. Um, it's just... His, his attack and his health is still too high right now. So I got to really level up some things before I try going after him again. Um, if I could level up some diamond characters and fuse them and make them stronger, I'd definitely have a better shot. Um, oh. So. Now we go to Movie Badass Failure. As you know, this is a weekly segment. I pick out a movie, a badass from a movie that you're supposed to believe is this really badass character. Past examples have been Boba Fett from Star Wars, uh, Robert Muldoon from the first Jurassic Park, uh, Godzilla from the 1998 movie. Um, so this week's character from a movie is Deadpool. Now, before you guys get upset and angry, not the Deadpool that Ryan Reynolds played in the Deadpool movies. There was a movie, I believe it was... One of the X-Men movies. Yes, but I'm trying to think of the year. It was X-Men Origins Wolverine. And I think that was 2008, 2009, somewhere in that ballpark. Mm -hmm. And... We got Ryan Reynolds as Wade Wilson at first, and he definitely had the Deadpool vibe. But then, when he's introduced as Deadpool, we do not get 
the Deadpool we all know and love. That, you know, breaks the fourth wall, makes everybody laugh. Uh, Ryan Reynolds was doing great. But then apparently they decided to replace Ryan Reynolds with, I forget the actor's name. Um, I mean, you know this was so bad that he, in Deadpool 2, Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool kills this Deadpool before it can fight Wolverine. Um, because Deadpool goes back in time and prevents that from happening. And he also, hate you know, because Ryan Reynolds hated that. And I think that's why Fox didn't want to make Deadpool movies. Because Origins Wolverine didn't do so well. And um, so this is what we got. We got... You see what it looks like? Yes, I know what it looks like. Alright, so I'm going to explain it for those who don't know. So he's... Wearing red pants. But no. He's he looks like Deadpool in terms of like his skin's all weird. Yeah. But they but got rid of his mouth. They completely stitch it up. No, there was no stitches or anything. It was just flesh. It just he had no mouth whatsoever. <laughs> and he's got like all these other mutant powers. Like he's got Cyclops' eye beam mm-hmm. and he can retract his swords that come out of his arm. So like Baraka from Mortal Kombat. And it put up a decent fight. It took Wolverine and Sabretooth to team up to beat him. Yes. But that is not what Deadpool was. And even though he wasn't dead after they beheaded him, if you saw the post-credits... He went and reattached his head and went, shh, because apparently his mouth got fixed. And, uh, but it sucked. It was the worst idea ever to try to make Deadpool that different. Uh, and so that's why he is this week's movie badass failure, 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 failure. I'm adding an echo. I don't know why, but I'm just rolling with it. And um, also, um, I watched Joker with my mom last Friday. She loved it. She says it's her new favorite movie. Uh, Yeah, she really loved it. And, um, you know, and then I watched it again yesterday before the Christmas party with my brother and his friend Liam. Liam said he didn't really like it too much because it's not his style of movie, which is understandable. Because um, it is more of an artistic film rather than like an action movie. It's more of a drama. and um, But like like I said, it's a great movie. I, I think it's one of my favorite movies of all time right now. No, it does. You're not wrong to say that. It's good you actually speak on that. Fans out there watching this, don't get mad. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm I'm positive. No, it it is. There are some disturbing scenes, and it's supposed to be. And it's, uh, you know, I I could go on about that movie for days. And I have so many, you know, there's so many theories out there about um, just the movie in general. Um, and there's so much I could talk about the movie. I might do a special episode talking about it, but I definitely got to have a, a special guest with me. I don't know who it'll be yet. Um, 
probably won't be you because you got another almost four years before you can watch it. I've already seen the movie. Well, you saw bits and pieces at our house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so did your brother. And um, That kid's creepy. <laughs> who, your brother? <laughs> he loves that movie. It's really my bad. They both watched it, I guess. I don't know. No, I don't think, you, I don't dad... think your parents saw it yet. I was gonna bring my phone over because I have I have it on my phone. Right. I have an app on my phone that has it, so I'm gonna cast it to your TV. Nice. And uh, yeah, you guys got a nice TV over there in your living room, so we'll definitely have to make a, a special night for that. I'll definitely have to talk to your mom and dad about that. Um, well, about yeah, coming coming over and watch it, and uh, we can all watch it. I mean, I don't know what you... They'll probably ask that you guys be upstairs, but... Um, that'd be fun. You know, that'd be fun for your mom and dad and your Aunt Penny. Uh, I can't believe you're recording this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I do these every Monday. So, um... Nope, gotta pull my notes back up. So, now we're gonna get into some wrestling stuff. Oh, I gotta get going. All right, well, it was good to have you on the show, Austin. Um, anytime you want to come on, we'll definitely try to, you know, maybe we could work on some th- special shows together. Theme park two. We'll, we'll, we'll come up with a name for a podcast for you and me, and we'll do it every now and then. Yeah. All right? Yeah. All right, peace out, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know, you never know what's going to happen in GM Rex's world. Guests can come in when you least expect it. We had Timmy not too long ago. Keith, even though that was planned. I pretended it wasn't. Um, and yeah, I, I still got to talk about Sword and Sh- uh, Pokemon. Oh, that's another thing to bring up. Pokemon Sword and Shield. Well, first of all, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon is coming to the Switch. And then... In the summer, I think it is, Pokemon Sword and Shield are adding an expansion. And then in the fall, they're adding another expansion. I forget what they're called. Um, I'm going to follow up on that next week. And no, there's still no hope of me coming back to Pokemon Go. Um, Niantic did send me a free coupon for some items. And um, I can get a little... Some kind of special box. Um... I might redeem the code, and I don't know. We'll see. Um, it, it's very, you know, I really don't want to get back into that game. Because, um, you know, you once you hit level 40, you kinda, it kind of drops from there. Uh, you become complacent, and you obsess over the new things, and it's just unhealthy for me right now. Um, that, and between all the stuff I do, I'm busy, you know. And I, I can't, I, I put too much time into that game that it was frustrating me. So I can't really go back again. Um, my leg's just shaking talking about that. So that gives you a, cure, uh, pure indicate, a clear indication that I don't want to go back. But I don't know. I might redeem that uh, free coupon. If I don't, maybe I'll do a free giveaway. Um. But, yeah. All right. So, we are going to start off with 
Tessa Blanchard. Dun, 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 dun. So, as some of you know, she is the first Impact Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion that is female. You know, I was wondering about what company would make their first what televised wrestling promotion would make their world champ would have a first female world champion was it going to be WWE was it going to be all elite wrestling was it going to be ring of honor was it going to be impact or was it going to be the wild card promotion MLW which is still to my day, still to this day my favorite promotion um so my Aside from Lucky Pro Wrestling, there is another promotion I enjoy almost equally as much as Lucky Pro. It's still too new, but I love it regardless, um, which is 0-1 USA Northeast. And they bring a lot of people from MLW. And um, I asked for a couple people to show up. I don't know if they will. I don't know if they're too, you know... It, I mean, I know who runs Zero One USA Northeast, and he's definitely somebody I really look up to, even though he's younger than me. Which is, but you know, you, younger people can teach you. Um, so, with that, you know, I know the guy that runs it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if one of them. I mean, I only pick. I only said two. But I could go through the entire list of people from MLW I want to see on Zero One USA Northeast or Lucky Pro. You know, I'd love to see all these people, but um, the two I want to see the most are Mance Warner and Zeta Zhang. Those are my top two from MLW I want to meet. First of all, Zeta Zhang is the first female to sign with MLW for their women's division. Um, she hasn't been on there since her first match with Priscilla Kelly when Priscilla Kelly was spider lady, but, um, uh, I, I think she's got a minor injury at the moment. I don't know how severe it is, but it seems like she's still recovering. So it might be a while before she comes back, but I have a feeling she's gonna, you know, pick up where she left off with uh, Priscilla Kelly and rightfully so. Um, and I think that's why the match went the way it did because I think she had an injury and they had to kind of write it off for the time being. Um, but yeah, so Tessa Blanchard won the impact world heavyweight championship last night at hard to kill. Did I watch it? No. Do I watch impact pay-per-views? No. Am I going to try to get my hands on it? Maybe. Um, I might try to order it down the road, um, but it's surprising because the day before, I shouldn't say surprising, but it's kind of weird because the day before Tessa was hyping it up. I'm even going to share the tweet she said. Um, so now I've, so let's see here. Um, because 
And, you know, there's some other things that can be talked about. And these are just from, unfortunately, they're from dirt sheets. Um, so here's what she said. Um, she said this Saturday was, hey, women, try supporting one another. Cool things happen. So apparently that drawed out, that drew out a few people. Chelsea Green, who wrestles for WWE right now. She actually just made her debut on NXT this past Wednesday, and she's with uh, Robert Stone. And I for She came out and attacked somebody. I can't remember who it was. But that's how good Chelsea Green was, as I completely forgot about who she beat the crap out of to make a statement. That's how much of a statement Chelsea Green made. And she is Zack Ryder's fiance. So she had brought out these bullying ac accusations from when they were working at a same company together or an indie show. And then Allison Kay, who I'm a big fan of. She's the NWA women's champion right now, which I actually didn't know that until this. So I might start watching NWA Power because... I've always liked Allison Kay. Um, it's funny because like 10 years ago when she was kind of just starting out, she'd sent me a friend request on MySpace of all places. And uh, I was like, oh, that's cool. There's a, you know, a female wrestler sent me a friend request. You know, hopefully she goes on to bigger things. And lo and behold, you know, she was on Impact. She was a great women's champion over there when she wrestled under the name Sienna. And, um... She was always, you know, whenever I interacted with her online, she was always very nice, really cool. And um, I'd love to meet her in person. Um, and yeah, it's going to be a total Mark moment when I go, oh, well, you added me on MySpace way back in the day. And it's funny how things turn out this way. Like, and I never thought you'd come wrestle this area, whatever. Um, I'm definitely going to, you know, you know. I think I, uh, I'm, I'm going to keep quiet about that one for now, but I'm going to talk to somebody and I might be able to see, uh, she might, you know, maybe somebody can book her, uh, around here and I would definitely go check it out. Um, especially if you can get a meet and greet with her. Um, but so yeah, Allison Kay said that Oh, yeah, remember that time you spit on a black woman in Japan and called her the N-word? So now there's racism allegations. And then Renee Michelle, who is Drake Maverick's wife, you know, furthered those allegations of racism. And more and more women have come out since that. So they were kind of calling her a hypocrite in this standard and... um. So she wins the Impact World Championship from Sammy Callahan last night and then goes on to say, uh, so she addressed the allegations after she won the title. And um, apparently the, the, the um, originally this talent never wanted it to be revealed because she was afraid that Tessa would blackball her from every single promotion there is. And, um, but I guess Tessa Blanchard said, uh, well, first of all, sh her next tweet on Twitter was, um, 
Let's see here. Not true. That's my statement and the most attention I'll give it because of how actually ridiculous it is. Really? How actually ridiculous it is? Um, I've never heard ridiculous, you know, I've never heard stuff phrased like that before, but okay then. <laughs> and, um, but then she said something I actually kept this quote. Um, let's see. So she went on to say after winning this world title, and this isn't all she said. She had a big, a, a bit of a speech, but uh, so she says, nobody, nobody in this life is perfect. We're all human. So, now, first, she denied the allegations. But saying something like that, where, you know, nobody in this life is perfect, we're all human, I agree with that sentiment. You know, I pride myself on being imperfect. And, um, you know, I'm flawed. I, I got my issues. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, there... Um, I, I like that quote. I'm not going to lie, but... That quote about how we're all human and nobody in this life is perfect. Is that a confession? Is she saying, yeah, I did it, but that was then, this is now. And, you know, be that as it may, you lied about it the day it came out. And, yeah, it was kind of weird that it came out just the day before she was challenging for the world title. But, see, I heard things about her before. And I'm not going to share that story because it's not my story to tell. I wasn't there. But it was a manner of unprofessionalism. And um, she was not welcome back there. So she's been getting pulled from indie events left and right amid these allegations until everything is figured out. And, um, but I think it was around, you know, I'm going to look this up. Uh, and it, And see, I, I'm not big on Tessa Blanchard. She's a great athlete. Don't get me wrong. Um, promo work leaves a lot to be desired. Um, but, uh, and you know, it's cool that she's Tully Blanchard's daughter, you know, it, it and then she's the stepdaughter of Magnum T.A. Um, her grandfather, Joe Blanchard, I think it was. Um, you know, so she comes from a long lineage. And I almost, I thought WWE was going to pick her up and team her with Charlotte Flair and try to create a new, and, you know, use her as a Four Horsewoman member. Um I mean, the marketing would have been great for that. But, um, 
apparently, you know, I read earlier, which is more or less a dirt sheet, but um, when she was in the Mae Young Classic back in 2017, uh, apparently there was uh, some attitude problems, and um, that's why they never signed her. And um, So, she did a show here in Massachusetts back in... All right, let's let's look this up. It's going to take me a little bit to find it. But um You know what? Cage match will be a good Um, all right, so I think it was around 2015 or 2016. Um, but she was very unprofessional then. And I don't, like I said, it's not my story to tell. It's already been told on a different podcast. So yeah. You can go look up that podcast. Um, but so I, I and I had heard this story from two. Th- I heard it back in 2017. And. Um, so. Yeah. So I knew she had a bit of a reputation from what I heard from those people. And those people are always honest and straightforward with me. And um, I have no reason not to believe them. They've always given me a reason to believe in them. Um, so. It wasn't the, you know, I'm not surprised to hear any of this stuff. But then again, nothing surprises me in wrestling. I mean, I think the last time I was truly surprised, even though I knew it was going to happen anyways, was when the Hardys returned at WrestleMania and won the ladder match. But see, I was just more excited about it because I was hoping that, you know, the broken Hardys were going to happen right there and then. And then, of course, there was all that bullshit with Anthem. And um, they were trying to hold on to it, so they had to call it the Woken Universe. And Jeff just couldn't. Um, you know, I, I don't want to knock Jeff. I like Jeff, but I've always been a Matt Hardy guy. I, I've always liked Matt over Jeff. And, you know, there's a few people that say that. Um, Matt Hardy is definitely, like, here I go talking about Matt Hardy again. Well, I mean, I did get another figure of him last week. I do have his LJN-styled figure from the Classic Superstars line by Jax. Um, I have that still carded and I plan on getting that signed someday because I imagine I'll, you know, maybe within five years I'll have a chance to meet Matt Hardy. Um, so, but yeah, so Tessa Blanchard is under fire right now for that. Um, should they have changed the outcome of the match because of these allegations? Possibly. But it could be one of those things where it was like 
when Kane won the WWE title for the first time, he only had it for one night. And then he lost it the next night. Um, it could be something like that, you know? So maybe they'll just take it off of her just to say, well, we made history, but we're sorry. Um, and she might lose it this Tuesday for all we know on impact. Um, so I'm probably going to watch it tomorrow night cause I want to see what's going to happen. Um, that's my, uh, at, but see, I've never met Tessa. I heard she's great with fans. Um, and that's probably how I would meet her as a fan, not as anything else. Like, if I ever became an indie promoter or booker or whatever, I would never, you know, first of all, I can't imagine what she'd ask. Um, and even if I had a promotion where money was no object, not just because of these allegations, but because a company that she was very unprofessional to, um, it's, uh, yeah, one of those things. So, um, I guess she was so bad there that they wanted to change the outcome. They wanted to change the, uh, the finish of the match. It was that bad. Um, so that's definitely not a good sign right there. Um, you know, like I said, talented performer in the ring, um, but doesn't have a lot of, I mean, her personality, they say it's you dialed all the way up, but I'm guessing after these allegations and is it a confession that she said that, that nobody in this life is perfect and we're all human? I mean, is that kind of saying, yeah, I did it, but focus on what I just did now. Like, is that what that meant? Like, why else would she say that? Um, unless she's confessing. Um, at least in my opinion. But I could be wrong, you know. I, I'm more than well, you know, I I allow the chance to be proven wrong. Um, but apparently the uh, woman in question was uh, La Rosa Negra that she had called that. And, um... Apparently, she just... Because she, she didn't want it talked about, but she told a few of her friends. Because, uh, she, like she, like I said, uh, she didn't want it to be publicly revealed back then because Tessa was... And is a name at this time, but I guess they chose now. I think it's because of the tweet. Because she never said anything... I don't think she's ever tweeted anything like that before. So, I think that's what drew all these people to come forward with all these allegations is, um, well, she never said anything. So, you know, she never said anything that kind of contradicted her. Um, but you know, Pepperidge Farm remembers, uh, Priscilla Kelly actually called her out on some stuff too. Um, so, Let's see. So, 
La Rosa Negra, here's what she said. This is a, um, well, so I'm not even going to say what she said because it's, it's, uh, it's a lot to say. Uh, it's like three paragraphs. I know I could go on, but I don't want to hit two hours like I did last week. So I'm already almost at the hour mark. But um, she uploaded a video, La Rosa Negra, um, giving her side of the incident and how she's glad the situation was brought up. She doesn't expect an apology, but she'd just like to move on from the incident, as well as hope that Tessa can learn from the mistake. And um, you know, that sounds very professional and you know, I'm going to watch that video after this. Um, let's get back to my notes here. Cause you know what? I, I, I'm already giving that too much attention as it is. Um, so, uh, let's see my notes. All right. Oh, these two go, these two are pretty much going to, these two could potentially interact with each other in the future. These two, um, these next two notes. And, uh, one of them's kind of short and sweet, you know, and that is the revival. First of all, they're taking a hiatus from WWE, which, uh, I wouldn't be, I mean, uh, Scott Dawson actually, apparently, I guess this is actually going to be a little bit longer than I thought as well. So, um, All right, let's see. There was a note about... Let's see. So apparently they say they're struggling. Well, Scott Dawson says they're struggling without Randy Orton because Randy Orton wanted to work with the Revival, but... Revival's on SmackDown, Randy Orton's on Raw. And Randy Orton's a face right now, so... Unless they bring the, the Revival over to Raw as faces, I don't see that working out. Um, Usos showed up on SmackDown. I think I already addressed that last week. Um, and of course, it's the one episode I couldn't friggin' watch because Fox and Fios were... Price negotiating a new... Uh, price and um unfortunately that issue happens with uh cable companies is um either the channels will want more money to be provided on certain cable company for certain cable companies and um i actually talked to a fios guy about that he's like yeah sometimes companies like channels want more money from us to to air their channels on our service so and this is why more and more people are cutting the cords on cable, man. It's brutal. And yeah, you think about all the crap you pay for. DVR, multi, you know, boxes in every room. It, it tacks up. And, um, you know, when I get my own place, you know, I'm probably only going to have one box. And um, I'm just going to get a, 
a package simple enough with the internet. And I'm going to try to do more streaming stuff. Um, cause there's a lot of free streaming services and it's almost getting to the point where I don't, we're, we're not going to need cable soon. And, um, in that regard, like cable TV will become a thing of the past. There'll be streaming services and you pay for what you want. And, um, you know, Hulu, Netflix, um, WWE Network, Disney Plus. I mean, there's the ESPN stuff. Um, they have a streaming thing. You know, more and more people are going to be switching over to these things. And, you know, there's some free apps, too, that are great. Like Pluto TV. Um, that's almost like actual cable without paying for anything it's free and viacom owns it now so you get nickelodeon mtv and comedy central stuff for free but it's not it's not like you're gonna get the new live stuff that they air right when it's new but you get like older stuff but um i haven't watched pluto tv in a while to be honest but they also have like a mystery science theater 3000 channel they have an impact wrestling channel a triple a lucha libre channel like 20 mma channels um, they have like two anime channels. Um, it's, it's an amazing app if you don't have it and you only get a handful of channels at first, but then you go on their website, you, um, and you want to activate it to unlock more channels. All you have to do is type in a six digit code and you get every other channel that they have. So... It's definitely worth typing in that six code, that six digit code, um, to unlock those other channels. That's all you have to do. It doesn't cost you anything. So, yeah. So revival apparently is taking a break from WWE. I guess um, they're on hiatus. I'm gonna hold on. I got to reword this properly when I'm searching for this. So Scott Dawson said the revival is going on hiatus. Now that probably means contract negotiations, but many people are speculating that they could be leaving. And, uh, so Scott Dawson, he all he said, this was short and sweet on Twitter. Um, and I don't follow all these wrestlers. I just wait for a site to screenshot it. And it says, guys, it's time to go away for a while until we get everything figured out. See you soon. Hashtag FTR. And um, so it sounds like they're taking a break. Probably contract negotiations, more or less. Um, but in an interesting side note, they filed a trademark for Shatter Machine, which as we know is their finisher in WWE, but some people are speculating. And now I said, this is pure speculation. This is not to be taken seriously as of right now, um, uh, until the future, until they do something in the future. But some people are speculating that this could be their new name leaving the WWE because they've been unhappy 
Randy Orton was unhappy and he does have that friendship with Cody, you know, him and Cody Rhodes are friends, you know, Cody mentored him in, uh, the legacy faction back in the day. It was him, Ted DiBiase Jr. and Randy Orton. And, uh, I like that stable. They had a great entrance theme. Um, it definitely gave Randy Orton, he created his own evolution to get back at Triple H, which was, uh, it was a great storytelling segment, you know? Um, but yeah. So Randy, I guess was interested in AEW at one point and he owns the rights to his name because he uses his real name. He is Randy Orton outside of the ring. Well, I mean, his real name is Randall Orton, but is WWE going to go crazy and try to fight for that? No. Cause he's already, he already owns it. Like he's going to be like, people have been calling me Randy since I was born. And, um, but WWE made him an offer and he, he signed a new deal. So, and I think that's his last deal. I know AJ Styles signed his last contract and that's WWE. So AJ Styles and AEW will never happen as of right now. Um, and if he does go to AEW after his WWE contract runs out, I'd imagine it's, it'd be more of like a backstage position thing maybe a road agent something like that um but yeah aew is my next subject um now this was a vince russo theory uh well it's not a theory it's something he said back in the day uh apparently i don't know what he said on the talk is jericho podcast when he was on there about aew but that i'd like to hear um, but anyways, so this is so crazy that it could be maybe a fraction of the truth. So he said way back before AEW even had a TV deal that AEW is actually a development territory for WWE. And at first I was like, well, that's Vince Russo. I mean, can anyone take what he says seriously? I don't know. I mean, but I've been thinking about it and he could be onto something, but he's not all the way there. So this is a new segment called Wrestling What If. Like I said, these are possible scenarios that they could they could be true, but they might not. Like the CM Punk thing uh, I talked about last week. So I think I'm going to call these wrestling what-ifs. Um, so this week's wrestling what-if is what if AEW is secretly grooming talent for WWE. And, I mean, there's so many, it almost does seem like it. And here's my, here's my reasoning as to why it maybe is a possibility, but it's not fully a response. It's not a full development territory like AEW. 
I believe Tony Khan and his father and Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks do believe they are creating something different. That brings me to Cody Rhodes. So, Cody was unhappy in WWE in 2016. He hated being Stardust, apparently. And, um, he wanted, and, you know, his dad passed away in the summer of 2015. He wanted to go back to being Cody Rhodes because of that. And, uh, WWE said, nope, you're Stardust. And now Cody said that the reason they made him stay Stardust was because they thought he was out of shape. Uh, he wasn't in WWE shape, so they'd given him the suit to be Stardust. Um, now that... He did say that on Twitter. I think it was like summer 2017. Um, I don't really pay attention to Twitter, to be honest with you. Um, but he wasn't in W. Excuse me, WWE at the time. But I, he's never really said anything too too negative about WWE. So here's what I'm thinking. He probably asked for his release. But Vince sat him down, and so probably said, all right, Cody, Cody, why are you leaving? You know, you're the son of Dusty Rhodes. What's up? And he probably said that. So Vince goes, Vince probably said, well, why don't you go get in shape, build up your name as just Cody. You know, there's that Bullet Club that's kind of been... They've really been taking the world by storm. Try to get in there. And Cody Rhodes joined the Bullet Club after he left WWE. Not right away, but it did happen. Um, I do have his American Nightmare Bullet Club shirt, as a matter of fact. I bought it off him himself. I met him three times. Nice guy. Really nice guy. Really cool guy. Um, and, you know, Vince was like, well, you're Dusty's son. Dusty was a hell of a promoter, hell of a booker. You know, I hear that this Tony Khan guy wants to get into wrestling and his dad has more money than me. That could be a serious problem. So I want you to go over there. I want you to seem like you're promising change, something different. And I'll send over a few guys here and there, whether their contracts run out or they ask for their release and get it or whatever, you know, pick a couple guys here and there and get them to go over there. Season them. Fix them. Make them so we want them back. So, and we'll, we'll, I'll send, you know, a couple other guys will go over there too. So, Jericho, John Moxley, uh, Sean Spears, you know, Jack Swagger, well, Jake Hager now. Um, like, all right, I'm going to send all these guys over and, you know, bring your brother too. 
Because, you know, he's got one last run in him. So have him be Dustin Rhodes over there, you know. Have him be the natural Dustin Rhodes. And, um, you know, he'll help season the young guys, work with all these young guys. And, you know, at the end of the day, AEW is not WWE. And every, every wrestler, whether they'll admit it or not, you know deep down they all want that WrestleMania moment. So, and you know, there, there, there's so many loose ends. Like I said, Cody never really speaks badly. Like the Hell in the Cell finish between Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt. He should have been ripping that a new one, but he was like sympathetic towards it. He was supporting it. And, but then again, you know, like a week after that, he did a time limit draw finish between Pac and uh, John Moxley. And clearly the fans were pissed about that. And rightfully so, because solid match needed a decisive winner. And they didn't do anything off of it. Like, I- I'm still angry about it. Like, I shouldn't say angry, but I'm disappointed in AEW for not capitalizing on that. Okay, if it ended in a time limit draw, how about another match? Moxley's obviously the favorite. And if you're having him go after Jericho right now, which he didn't join the inner circle, which was stupid because now he put it, you know, you know, he's not going to win it at the pay-per-view, the whatever the revolution or whatever it's called, because it's too early. You got to build that. And if he joined the inner circle and just kept getting like ignored because it was just, he was the greatest threat. So they just kind of, kept him back and then he just turned on them when the time was right maybe some of the members left so he wasn't as outnumbered you know if it was just down to like Sammy Guevara and Hager like Santana and Ortiz leave for whatever stupid reason um and then but yeah so Vince probably said Cody I'm gonna give you a couple guys a little bit at a time Bring them over to AEW. Fix them up. But also, with some of these guys I don't want to sign, find me somebody that I will want out of all these people. You know, like, I can imagine that MJF is one of those people in question. Like, this guy's good, so do something with him. So that's kind of what they're doing with MJF right now. You know, like, Maybe MJF is secretly being groomed for WWE and doesn't realize it. And, um, you know, there could be so many other potential talent. And maybe as time goes on, maybe the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega will get discouraged with AEW, even though they're executive vice presidents. Um, You know, they might say, oh, well, you know, this maybe this isn't such a good idea. We want out. And then Vince signs them to WWE and they get that big money. And um, I mean, even Kenny Omega said WWE gave me a great offer, but I just didn't want to do it. So, I mean, yeah. What if Cody is secretly preparing to, and also the fact that Tony Khan's dad has, what's, I got, I'm going to look up his name. Um, 
I'm probably going to butcher his first name. No, Shahid Khan. Okay, or Shad Khan. All right, well, Shad Khan, you know, he's got, like I said, more money. His net worth is almost double that of Vince McMahon. If you haven't known, if you, if you don't know that, does that mean that AEW's money is worth more than WWE? Not yet. See, AEW's already trying to swing for the fences. Supposedly, they got figures in the works, and they have a video game in the works. Um, I don't know who's going to be making the game, but my, I was talking to my friend about it, and he goes, oh, what if it's EA? And I was like, I don't know. They made the WCW games, Mayhem and Backstage Assault, and those didn't turn out very well. So if they're anything like those, it's not going to work. Um, but I think EA probably doesn't want to make any wrestling games because those just underperform. But then again, Electronic Arts at the time wasn't as big as they are now, so there's a chance it could be good if they do want EA to make the game. However, a lot of people don't like what EA does, their business structure, and a lot of people wanted to boycott EA back when uh, Mass Effect 3 came out because like, you had to pay for a good ending of Mass Effect 3. Every other ending you got on the standard game is usually a bad one. So I think they said the third one, you had if you wanted the good ending, you had to pay for it. And that's kind of fucked up. Like, shame on EA for that. Um, but I don't know. I think AEW is... For me, the honeymoon is over. And uh, when I say that, it doesn't mean I stopped watching. It just means I'm not watching it live. I record it. And then I watch it after I watch NXT. Not right after. I usually wait the next day. Because Thursdays, I don't have a lot going on. So, um... Thursdays are a good day for me to catch up on some wrestling if I'm behind. Um, but, yeah, so I think Tony Khan, with all his dad's money, is able to do a lot of things with AEW. And I think that's what Vince wants, is like, Cody, convince Tony Khan to sign this many more people. Convince Tony Khan to advertise during Raw. Convince him to advertise during SmackDown. Convince him to advertise during NXT. Convince him to do everything that costs him a shit ton of money. Because eventually his dad's going to be sick of putting all this money in the product. And the product is not delivering. Do little things here and there that are going to disappoint the fans. Let them down slowly at first and then gradually do it more and more. This is not unheard of. I mean, a lot of people speculate that when there were other companies back in the day, like WCW, um, TNA, Hogan showed up, and after he showed up, it was a mess. And TNA was so bad that they had to sell, they, they got sold to Anthem. And Anthem just turned it into Impact Wrestling. They're supposedly turning it, they're calling it TNA for one night only. It's like, why don't you just go back and calling it what it was? Because it's an easier name. 
Impact Wrestling is eh. Um, and that was a Hogan idea. So why would you keep the Hogan idea? Go back to TNA. TNA Impact, you know. Um, total nonstop action wrestling. What was wrong with that name? Unless so many people say TNA and think of tits and ass. Um, that's the only reason why I'd say they probably don't have that name anymore. But Impact is not what it was. Will it ever recover? Never. You Like... I don't even know how many people have Access TV. Um, and Anthem owns it now. And supposedly they're going to be dropping New Japan from their lineup. So that's going to affect the New Japan thing. Because New Japan has been... Um, you know, they do a lot of great things in New Japan. They really do. Um, but since they lost the Elite... And I think that was another thing too. was like, all right. New Japan knew that Cody, Young Bucks, Kenny were all going to go into business and try to work over in the States. So New Japan lost the elite. But apparently some of them do show up for some of the... Uh, like, some of them showed up at Wrestle Kingdom, I think. I think Kenny Omega can occasionally show up for New Japan. I know Jericho has a crazy contract with AEW. And see, I think that's why Vince... And Vince and Chris Jericho have always been friends as well. Um, always had a good relationship, even when Jericho wasn't in WWE and he was doing his Fozzie stuff. And I think Jericho was kind of one of the guys who's like, Vince, you know... Because Jericho was unhappy with his last WrestleMania with Kevin Owens. Um, because that was like the second match on the card. And that was from three years ago, I think it was. Yeah, it was 2017. Um, so, apparently, but see, what if Vince, you know, found that out and was like, Chris, you know, why don't you go over to AEW, help Cody out? Because I'm pretty sure they'll make you the first world champion. And... Lo and behold, that's exactly what they did. They gave it to Jericho. Why? Because Hangman Page is not a household name. Chris Jericho, on the other hand, people know who Chris Jericho is. So for people, and people were mad. Some people were mad that Jericho won the title. Where I think it was the best, and that was the best business decision they had. Because yeah, he's a heel over there. He's like their best heel right now. One of them. I mean, MJF is good, but a little. He's kind of just copying people of the past a little bit. He's got a little bit of Alberto Del Rio, a little bit of CM Punk, and a little bit of uh, Roddy Piper. You know, like... He he does have some original... Original... You know, he is a little original here and there. But for the most part, he's just kind of a Carlos Mencia of wrestling. He just recycles people's shit and this and that. Um, but then again, you know, to find something original and new in wrestling nowadays is almost impossible because everything has almost been done before in terms of a gimmick. And um, he just lives his gimmick up to 110%. You know, when you meet him outside, he's going to call you a fat ass or whatever. He's going to make fun of you because um, that's who he is. He stays in character, I think, the entire time. I don't think that guy ever breaks character, ever. 
except for when he's in his hotel room or at his home. That's probably it. Um, you know, and kudos, you know, but I think WWE wants him, but I think they want to see if he can, I don't know. I think they want him to be a little more established before they try to sink their claws into him. Cause you know, he, he wants to go there. I mean, who doesn't, um, and the people that do leave, I mean, yeah, so even John Moxley, formerly known as Dean Ambrose, was probably part of the plan. They're like, well, you're unhappy right now, all right? They're probably going to pay you a decent amount to go over to AEW, but work cheaper, but get over. Be there stone cold. And that's kind of the, like I said, that's what he's doing right now. He's got that stone cold level, but he's at that stone cold, like I said, he's at the stone cold level right now. He's at, that point where that place, if I was in the arena when he was coming out, when he was coming down, I'd probably be deaf because of the react, the pop he gets. Because even if I have my TV on the lowest volume, when he's out there, it's loud. And, um, you know, so I think, yeah, it could, it, it, Cody could be a double agent. And he's going to bankrupt the cons and he's going to send, you know, more people are going to get unhappy. People are going to get unhappy in AEW and leave. And then Vince and company will pick them up with open arms. Um, I initially wasn't going to talk about this, but uh, allegedly Marty Skrull, the villain, signed a con a new contract with Ring of Honor. And I'm not going to lie, I'm disappointed. He could have had anywhere else to go. He could have gone anywhere else in the world. All Elite, NWA, um, Impact, WWE. But I think All Elite would have been his best choice. Considering he's friends with the guys. Why would he turn down his friends? Unless he knows something and maybe he figured it out too. Because Kylie Ray, she left AEW before they were even on TNT. Maybe she was starting to figure out this is almost a WWE secret development camp. I don't want to be WWE. And maybe more and more people are starting to realize that. And look at what they're doing with the women's division right now. Um, Riho is their champion. Is she good in the ring? Yeah. But there's still a lot of work there. She's almost like a poor man's Kyrie Sane. Um, I know she's Kenny Omega's student or whatever, or she worked with Kenny Omega. She, he's a mentor to her, and supposedly they were dating. I don't know. But I don't think that was the best first choice. For women's champion. Um, if you wanted a, a women's champion from Japan. I think Hikaru Shida. Is a much better choice. A little more personality. You know more personality to her. Um, more experience. Because Riho is still very inexperienced. And she's, she's smaller too. And she's small for the women's division. So that tells you a lot. 
And she only wins by like roll-ups and stuff and schoolboys and this and that or schoolgirls. And, you know, she wins by, you know, various pinning combinations. She doesn't have like a set finisher that I've seen yet. And she's not even there half the time. She's basically on a Brock Lesnar schedule. But see, I think, and you know, people have been taking shots at that. Saying, oh, well, she's not here half the time. Or three-fourths of the time, she's not here. And that's true. What the fuck is she doing? She's the champion. She should be on every week wrestling. If it's a non-title match, she needs to be doing tag matches. And yeah, she's not there enough. And they turned it into a storyline and... It was a bad choice, I think, to give her the title. Like I said, Hikaru Shida would have been a much better first champion. Um, Nyla Rose probably was going to have it, but then she did the... uh, Somebody made fun of her on Twitter, so she made pedophile jokes about that guy, that person. And it it was also incest pedophile jokes... Which was really not okay. And she was kept off TV for a while. Um, She was doing AEW Dark, which I think I'm like every... I think I'm like 10 episodes behind on that. And I really don't give a shit to watch it. Um, Because it's stupid. It's on YouTube. Um, I don't really like wrestling on YouTube. Um, Yes, I I can... I have the YouTube app on my TV. But I really don't care. You know, and I don't know, but yeah, so AEW has so many friggin' problems already. Um, I mean, WWE's got its issues too. Don't get me wrong. I mean, every company has problems. No company is the ideal promotion, but WWE seems to be doing the best. AEW's been beating NXT in the ratings, but. I don't know. Like I said, I'm I'm feeling NXT a little more, and I watched it this past Wednesday again, and you know what? It's just as good as it was on the WWE Network. Now it's an extra hour, and it's live. So it's uh, definitely shaping up to be a better product. And, you know, they went over on Survivor Series, and um, that definitely showed them that we're trying to treat this like a third brand. However, to really do that, the best way would be to, like I said, include more of their matches on the pay-per-views. Um, maybe send some people from Raw and SmackDown, for, like former world champions, over there if they're not doing anything really at the moment. Um, or just send over some tag teams, whoever. Former women's champions... Um, and then, I mean, I don't know what you would call their development territory afterwards if they officially establish NXT. Like, are they going to have to make a development territory? I mean, some people, I think, miss that hour development show every week on the network. So, I mean, if WWE owns Evolve... Um, maybe they should do something with Evolve more often on the WWE Network. Because they only did, I think, one thing right now. And that's... That's a shame right now. I mean, it was a great event. And... I never even watched the whole thing. So... 
I definitely need to. I only watched the first match, and uh, I, I just fell asleep during the rest of it. But if WWE owns it, make it the new development territory. Do it. And um, because that way, you know, NXT is a third brand. You put a couple of their matches on the pay-per-view as well. Um, but see, I think a lot of people would miss the NXT takeovers. And I would. Because uh, there'd be no more war games by that logic. And uh, yeah, what about that too, you know? Let, let, let's uh, get on that, you know. Because um, yeah, those some of those guys and... Some of the guys and girls over at NXT, you know, they, they wrestled in the War Games match, and then the next night they were on Survivor Series. So they pulled double duty after being in the War Games match and friggin' crushed it. Um, so, yeah, I went out of order because um, I had a guest, so I didn't know it was going to happen. But... Um, I, you know, but there's one here, and it's Tales from Wrestling Stuff. So last week, I think I talked about, what was it? Uh, oh, when I went to Fenway Park. So this week, it's a short one. It's called Teddy Long. Why Teddy Long? Because it involves Teddy Long. And as of right now, he's the one that got away. I should have done it, but I didn't. Um, so this goes back to November of 2014. There was a comic convention in Framingham, Massachusetts called Super Mega Fest. And my friend Chris and I went there. We got up. I had him come to my place at like 7 in the morning so we could get there. I think it didn't start till 10. Okay, maybe he showed up at 8.30. And, um... The main reason we wanted to go there was because Kevin Nash was going to be there. So... I wanted a picture with Kevin Nash. He's one of my favorite big men of all time. Um... Did I tell the story of Kevin Nash? I'm pretty sure I probably did. If I haven't, then that's next week. Um, but anyways, so the first thing I did there was buy a picture with Kevin Nash. Um, then I met Ryan Hurst from Sons of Anarchy, who was also known as Ope. And um, Ian Ziering from Sharknado. And um, we're walking around the convention a couple times, kind of doing the loop, seeing what's different. Because sometimes we couldn't look at certain vendors because there was just too many people looking at their stuff. So we kind of did a few laps around the con and um, to see if those places opened up more. And sure enough, they did. But as we were doing that, we got stuck in front of Teddy Line. He had Teddy Long. And um, when I say that, like we got stuck in front of his table because 
It was like a lunch line at school. It was slow. It took forever. Um, and yeah. So Teddy Long, we're standing at his table. And now he's a lot taller in person than you'd think he'd be. And that was very surprising to me. And it was early in the morning. And um, I didn't quite have my proper um, awake time. So I was a little astounded by how tall he was. But he goes to me and my friend Chris. And he's holding, by the way, at his table. He's got his he's got his promoter there with him, and then he's got one of the SmackDown Tag Team Championships from the Ruthless Aggression era. Cause you know the whole gag. I'm coming out, player, and I'm gonna make this a tag team match with the Undertaker. Holla, holla, holla. And um, so. That being said, he we're stuck in front of his table. And it's me and my best friend, Chris. I've known him over 20 years now. And <laughs> the way he greets us is, gentlemen. And then he shakes my hand because I, I couldn't stop staring at him because of how tall he is in real life. I'm like, holy shit. Um, and like I said, I didn't have my proper wake up time. So he shook my hand to kind of ease the moment. And uh, it felt like we were getting signed to the ruthless aggression era of SmackDown. And so I always joke with Chris. I'm like, man, remember that time we were SmackDown tag team champions, but we only had one title. Remember when Teddy Long signed us for that, like, five seconds in Framingham? So I know it's not the best story, but it's still a funny story to me. And we we always call it Sad Teddy um, because nobody got... I don't think n anybody went into line to get an autograph or a picture at the time where... That was my one regret from that event was not getting something with Teddy Long. Um, so if Teddy Long ever comes back to this area, I'm going to get a picture. I'm going to get an autograph and hopefully I get to hold one of those tag team titles um, in the picture. And, uh, but yeah, it was a funny experience and um, it's just one of, many crazy wrestling stories that I've had throughout shit. I don't know. Um, but there's so many friggin' memories that I have just because of wrestling. And, um, some of them are very funny. And, uh, I think a lot of you guys would enjoy them because I mean, that's not the, like I said, that's not one of the better ones, but, it's a special one to me. And um, I am a fan of Teddy Long. Um, I told you I have him at, on my announce table over on my, uh, for my raw light up ring that came with the Goldberg figure. And um, 
So I got him and Stevie Richards on commentary. Because <laughs> they're the only two that aren't really... I don't really have any other place for them. So they're just kind of sitting there calling the match. But now that I'm thinking about it, Stevie Richards and Teddy Long as a commentary team? That'd be an interesting combination. I don't know how it would work, but I'd love to see them try it. I'd love to see somebody try it. Um, all right, I lied. There's one last little bit of news, even though I was going to talk about it later. But, um, and you know what? This is actually, this could actually help my theory uh, the, the what if about CM Punk returning. Now, Raw last week, Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe went after Seth Rollins in the AOP. They were teasing a third man. Now, everybody had to be saying, it's Punk, it's Punk, it's got to be Punk. And um, I was like, it's not. It ended up being the big show. Like, I don't know the pop the big show got, so I might have, I still have it on my DVR because I fell asleep during raw again and i hate when that fucking happens i really fucking hate it um because then i have to watch it the next day and ugh. um but see i don't even remember where i fell asleep i don't remember where it happened so i think i'm gonna fast forward it a little bit but I heard there's supposed to be a fist fight tonight between Kevin Owens, Big Show, Samoa Joe versus Seth Rollins and the AOP, aka Shield 2.0. You know it's gonna go it's gonna go that direction. Seth's gonna create a shield, a new shield with the AOP. I'm pretty sure that's the only reason why they were brought to WWE was well, one of the SHIELD members is gonna have these guys as backup because I mean, could you imagine Akam and Rizar and anything else besides ghetto shield gear? I don't think you can. Um, so, I mean, they're always going to wear tactical shit, you know? Um, and so did the shield. So, I wouldn't be surprised if, yeah, they do shield 2.0. Um... And it's just with two big-ass dudes and one guy that claimed he created the shield. And, um, but this final bit of Pete, this final piece of information, uh, I think it actually, I forget when they announced it, but the WWE ice cream sandwich bars are making a comeback. However, they will no longer have a stick and they don't have the chocolate in the sides. Am I still going to try to get them? You bet your fucking ass I'm going to get those fucking ice cream bars. I mean, I'm pissed though because I'm trying to do the healthier thing nowadays, you know. And then they bring those goddamn things back. And I know they're not the same, but I still fucking want them. And if anybody in this house touches those... When I get them, I'm going to be breaking fingers. I'm not even fucking kidding you. Uh, you don't mess with WWE ice cream bars. As a matter of fact, I got to see if I still have it. Um, there's no way I got rid If I got rid of it, 
I'm gonna be pissed. But so yeah, they're they're you could buy them now at the store and they're in a four pack. Um, I don't know when they're coming out. Supposedly, they're already out or something. I don't know. Um, but all right, I gotta check my emails here. Um, because. I mean, I, I I saved it, and I put it in a separate folder in my email address because um if I got rid of it, I'm gonna be bumming. You know what? I'm just going to pull it up on my laptop here. Because my phone email and my... Pressing it from my laptop are two different things. I sometimes have to search on the server. But I have an LOL folder in my email address. I'm not, you know... Um, so, I, I don't think I... I don't think I got rid of it. If I did, shame on me. But I emailed Good Humor back in 2011 when CM Punk started talking about his damn cream bars. Um, fuck, I got rid of it. But that doesn't matter. I emailed Good Humor... Probably along with, um, I probably did it with, let's see, it was 2011, so when CM Punk was asking for his goddamn ice cream, um, I jumped on that bandwagon, and you know, I'll admit, I liked CM Punk at the time. Um, it, or maybe I put it in my personal folder because it wouldn't be like me to get rid of it, you know? Um, cause I, I told my mom about it and she was just like, hell yeah. She's like, oh my God, that's so funny. Um, I think I did. I think I got rid of it. Shit. Oh, no, I didn't. So. Ah, shit, something fell down. Oh. Anyways. Popsicle. Consumer service. Uh, so I emailed Good Humor at the time. Um, the Popsicle WWE ice cream bar. I reached out to them in August 22nd, 2011. Um, so you know what? Let me, cause I'm going to screenshot it. And, uh, but so anyways, Ugh, I know I am so sidetracking and derailing here and I don't mean to but 
You've come to expect that with me. Oh, shit, we're almost going in the two-hour mark on this one. Um, I was going to be actually faster, um, but I had a guest, so that took some time. Um, when Timmy's a guest, it works out better because he's dog, um, and I like making him say things that are hot-button political issues. Um, as Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, Arthur Fleck character, whatever you want to call him, Arthur Fleck Joker, uh, as he says, <laughs> I don't believe in anything. And that's kind of where I am politically is like, I don't like either side, right, left. They both have pros and cons. I'm not going to lie, but there's no happy medium. I mean, I, I, I guess I took a, a quiz when I was in Boston and it said I'd be a libertarian and, uh, Unfortunately, I don't associate with that either. Um, I, cause there's a job I want and it is a government job. So, um, on that note, I can't go libertarian if I want that kind of job. And, uh, it's a really nice job if I can get it. And, um, I'm trying to sober up. I mean, not that I'm like a, a heroin addict or anything. I mean, pot is the, uh, weapon of choice of mine it's uh the poison i pick um but i use it more for medicinal purposes um to balance out my anxiety and my depression and um it's a good mood elevator especially when you're bipolar um you know it's good for balancing your moods out um but um, I'm trying something new today. Uh, my brother-in-law gave some to my mom yesterday, so I went down to uh, the place and picked it up myself. Um, unfortunately, this does not help me with my sidetracking and going off topic. Um, so, I don't think there's a pill for that. <laughs> but, yeah, so here is the email. So it was from Popsicle Consumer Services. The case number was 8654446. Monday, August 22nd, 2011, I got this email from at 12:09 p.m. It says, "Hello George Rizik." My real name. Well, it's George Rizik Jr., but no time for formalities. Or they wouldn't let me put Jr. He said, thank you for contacting us regarding Popsicle WWE Ice Cream Bar. While we at Good Humor Ice Cream enjoy a good figure four leg lock and are sure glad you enjoyed the product, we don't have plans to make a superstar ice cream bar at this time. Sincerely, your friends at Popsicle. So... That was the battle, but not the war. Because after... Hmm. After about eight years, a little over eight years, they're back. Not in the same capacity, no. 
but they're still back. And like I said, if somebody touches one, I'm breaking fingers um, if I buy them. Because if I'm buying them, I'm paying out of pocket for them. And, um, yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for this week. I know we, we're almost at two hours, so I'm actually going to wrap it up before it hits that. So, you guys, this is, uh, it's been a fun podcast. I don't know what the hell I'm going to call this episode. I'm going to come up with it. But um, I got about 51 minutes before Monday Night Raw comes on. So I got to get ready and go watch some wrestling, guys. Stay tuned for next week's Season 2. And hmm, maybe I'll do something special. I don't know yet. Only time will tell. All right. I'll catch you later. There's some wrestling to watch.